0: New York. I'm Meredith. And I'm
1: Allison. Ooh, we switched it we up. We did. So Merry Christmas, because by the time this comes out, it will be after Christmas. Mm-hmm. So Merry belated Christmas. Yeah.
0: I guess. And happy holidays. Happy
1: holidays. Correct. Sorry about that. Oh, I want to do a quick shout out to Seth again, because he set up our online store. Yes, he
0: did. It's pretty cool.
1: Some Go on last there. Minute and minute
0: holiday shopping. Not unless I'm driving it to your house. Well, I'm just saying, what if you left somebody out for the holidays? I know, and but it's, it's not you know, getting it's... to you
1: before Christmas. I know,
0: but it's an after Christmas thought. A it, nice New could be New a New Year Year's
1: gift. gift. New Year's gift for...
0: Nothing says Happy New Year like true crime. Exactly. Anyway... It's a nefarious New Year. Oh, mer. Mm. I'm on fire today. Oof. Holy shit. It's going to be a good one.
1: So anyway, go on the website and order some merch. That would be great. All right. And you may have noticed that I put out two different logos.
0: Yeah. What was that all about?
1: So now we have two we can figure out okay. or use interchangeably, or
0: you know, that when are good. this merch sells? I like them out.
1: both. We can have two different options
0: for people. Yeah, you never want two logos, so we'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. So
1: anyway, but we are gonna do away with the Lion
0: by the seat of our pants. We We're are gonna do away with that old crappy one. Though. Old old one, right. What you got for me today? Tonight we're going to cover
1: this freaking guy who's like, ugh, he's a weirdo. Like pretty much everybody else we cover, but I remember seeing interviews of him like a while ago. Yeah, he's a strange guy. So it's Arthur Shawcross. Okay. Which he's pretty famous, so I'm sure some people have heard of him. Okay. But we're going to go. I actually
0: haven't. Okay. So he's pretty famous. So once again, I'm going in blind.
1: And you're going in with the background info on him
0: Uh, now. All right. Well, Arthur Shawcross was born on June 6th, 1945 in Kittery, Maine. I've heard of that. Mm -hmm. His parents were Arthur Roy and Elizabeth Shawcross. He was the first of four children in the family. When he was a young boy, his family moved to New York State and settled in Watertown. I know where that is too. Do you? I do. It is about 350 miles northwest of New York City. So Pretty upstate, which, like, close to Canada, mm-hmm. but we, we I don't know, we tend to cover a lot of these upstate I know. people, so um, he had a rough childhood, if his account of it is to be believed. Um, he got okay grades in school, but when given an IQ test, he scored in the mid-80s, which is below average, which is kind of weird, because sometimes these people score really high, really high. high IQs, but this guy... Um, is below average, so kids called him Adi. He also was a frequent bed w- wetter, ding, 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 ding. which is one of the signs of a serial killer Correct. we discovered in our very first episode when we talked about the three signs of a serial killer. He alleges that his mother put all sorts of different objects into his anus. He also said that his aunt performed oral sex on him when he was nine. Oh, geez. Nice family. And while he was in middle school, he had sex with his sister and experimented with bestiality. Mm -hmm. Come on. But for the record, his parents and siblings say that he made all of this up. Right. To create. All right. So you got to look at it either way. If you create that in your mind. You're a sick individual. Mm -hmm. If you didn't create that and it happened to you, you can become a sick individual. Right. So um, he said that he had his first homosexual experience at the age of 11, and he was known as a bully and dropped out or failed out of high school in 1960. And by 1963, he was arrested for breaking a store window.
1: Right. So that's the start of his criminal record. Okay. Right. So he, to my amazement, does end up getting married four times, but we're gonna start. <laughs> I was, was like, he good looking? No, he not is not good looking even in his younger photos." So, but photos, photos. There's someone for everyone. There's for four him, people there's four for people everyone, and some girlfriends. Let's oh, not. Oh, snappy, snappy. Mm-hmm. So let's start with number one, right? Cheryl Cross got married in September 1964 and had a son. And that, to me, makes him 19 for his first marriage. So at 21 years old, in 1967, he was drafted by the army. Oh my god, the army took him? The army took him.
0: Don't they do like a psychological exam?
1: In the 60s? I don't know. Maybe Ah. they just scoop everybody up. So he ends up getting a divorce before he leaves, and he gives up all of his rights to his son. That's it. Never sees him again. No further information
0: great guy okay
1: he's goes to basic training does all that fulfills that and goes to Vietnam and he only goes for one tour which I don't know how long a tour is but he goes for one of them well there or at some point on leave he meets this woman and he has a short relationship with her and she's Hawaiian and he does not find this out at the time. He finds this out many, many years later that she ended up having a daughter.
0: It's like Miss Saigon.
1: <laughs> so, he-
0: it is, sort I- of. Go ahead.
1: So, he ends up having a daughter, which she will come into the picture much later in his life. But at this point, he doesn't know. When he gets back from this tour, he starts bragging about the war and all of the things he did. Like, crazy violent stuff. He says he killed over 39 people. That he did some pretty horrific things to the people that he killed at yeah. the time. And really, when it was looked into a bit more, when he, you know, becomes someone to study, um, it's discovered that he never had any combat.
0: This guy sounds like a pathological liar.
1: Right. So not believe t- anything, he says. That tends to make me think that maybe this sexual abuse... Maybe didn't happen, or maybe it messed him up so that he makes up other stuff. Who right, knows? Right. He then gets stationed in Oklahoma.
0: Okay. Huh. <laughs> okay. Oklahoma. Oh. <laughs> uh, OK.
1: Like we said, she's on fire I'm on today. On
0: fire
1: today. So he met and married his second wife. So he's also getting them pretty quick. I know. Anyway. During this time, his wife noticed that Shawcross was a little strange and enjoyed setting little fires.
0: Another Correct. serial killer. That's like two out of three now. Yep. When not sh- that weird? It is weird. Because we said in episode one, setting fires, bedwetting. Cruelty to and animals. And then cruelty to animals. Was that it? I feel like if you... We had said if you fulfilled all three of those. Yeah. You...
1: Or two. I think it was two out of the three you were most likely. I
0: don't know. But this guy is checking off all the boxes.
1: This part, I I think, is a little bit of a breach of doctor-patient. Yeah, but coming up his wife's concerned and pushes him to go see a psychiatrist so he goes to the army psychiatrist who then you know after a couple of sessions discovers that he is getting some sexual gratification out of setting these fires which this is kind of the first time i've heard that so he gets sexual pleasure out of it but he the psychiatrist tells the wife this which i think is a little strange Uh, is he allowed to do that right i don't think so but she does get this information I saw in articles that the psychiatrist told the wife, maybe Shawcross told his wife, not something that I would receive well. Right. So at this point now, he's a wacko and he's discharged from the army. So he goes back to New York. So he's still got the wife. First, they move back to New York. So they moved to Clayton, New York, which I don't know where that is. I'm assuming it's up. It's up near where he was from. It's all up. (laughs) After moving there, wife number two now divorces him.
0: Okay. Understandably so.
1: Understandably so. I'm surprised she lasted this long. After this, he starts to get some real crimes under his belt. So he starts committing some burglaries and, of course, arson right. because he likes fire. He likes it. He was sentenced to five years for the burglary mm-hmm. and arson. He ends up only having to serve 22 months, so just under two years. And he was at Attica. Attica. And
0: Attica, A- Attica. And Sorry.
1: Auburn. Uh, he was released early because he rescued a prison guard during a riot at Attica.
0: This wasn't the same prison riot, riot. that the I'm other guy not was in. Sure, um, that guy from like Brooklyn, the city, or yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. No, I know who you're talking about, and it's a big riot. It was in the '70s, so it may be the same one. But I feel like there would have been more publicity about the fact that he was there for that riot, right? So I don't I don't know. We can't confirm that. I can't confirm that and I definitely had that thought and it disintegrated right out of my brain mm-hmm. when I was researching. So okay. that's what happens well, when we'll you become on. elderly and over forty. Things go in your head and they just vanish. I I'll let
0: you know when I get there. Poof.
1: You're there. <sighs> Jesus Christ. We're the same age, remember?
0: No, we're not. Keep going.
1: So October 1971, he's now out of prison. So if he had just served his whole sentence for that, we would at least not be dealing with what we're dealing with.
0: All right. So now he's out of prison. Mm -hmm. He moves back to Watertown, where he met and married wife number three. And this is in 1972. They have a child shortly after getting married. And he also got a job at the Watertown Public Works Department. Right. And this
1: child now, I don't think he ever has anything to do with either.
0: So technically right now there's three children. Two that he knows about, one that he does not know about. Correct. Okay.
1: Okay, so now we're going to start with like the really disgusting crimes. Not that burglary and arson aren't bad. Okay. So in May 7th, 1972 he lures this kid jack owen blake and he's 10 so he's Ugh. a little guy okay he lures him into the woods and this kid goes with shawcross because he had taken jack and his brother fishing a couple times like that's a big thing for shawcross he is a fisherman mm. so he's taken them fishing a couple times so the kid sort of willingly goes with him right now because he knows him right so jack's mother did think it was That Shawcross was a little odd and weird, that he would want to go fishing with her kids, but they've come back every time and had fished and everything had been fine. So he went with him, he lured him into the woods, and he raped and killed him. He will later claim that he cut off his genitals and ate them. I believe, though, his body may have confirmed that that happened, that it was removed, but there's no way to confirm that it was consumed. Like I said before, Jack's mother thought it was a little, that Shawcross was a little off, a little strange, but everything had been fine. But once her son comes up missing, she goes to the police with her concerns and asks them to look into him, but they, you know, they don't believe her. So they don't figure out that it was Shawcross until after his next crime.
0: Which is four months
1: later. Four months later, So September 2nd, 1972, Karen Ann Hill, and she's just eight years old. She had been in town with her mom for the Labor Day holiday weekend. So they'd been visiting some family and friends. And, you know, she had just been out playing or whatever. And people had seen Shawcross around her, but not much interaction. Police find her body. And... The autopsy found that Karen was raped and killed. Mm -hmm. She probably died from mud and leaves that had been stuffed in her mouth and down her throat. So I'm guessing, you know, you're going to suffocate from that. Right. So like I said, some eyewitnesses had seen Shawcross with her and her body was found where he went fishing a lot.
0: Well, I mean, wait a minute. I'm confused. Okay, go ahead because I botched that a little bit. He rapes and kills someone in May. Mm-hmm. Why is he not in jail? Well,
1: because we don't know that he did it yet. Okay. This is his first victim. We don't know he did it until after this victim.
0: Okay. Okay. All right. So
1: he kills Jack, gets away with it. Okay. Kills Karen. This time the police are there and they have their sniffer dogs. Right. You know, the police dogs who then they sniff around Mm -hmm. the body in the murder scene, and Mm -hmm. they lead police to Shawcross's house, which is amazing. dogs are amazing. They're amazing. Awesome. So they bring him in, and after some interrogation, he does
0: confess. Yeah. Well, he seems like the kind of guy to me that is proud of himself. Like, he can't keep that in. Because of all the things he makes up. I mean, he goes to Vietnam, right? Comes back with all of these stories. He, he's proud of himself. I don't even see this guy denying it. So on September 3rd, Shawcross is arrested. He's indicted by grand jury. He pled guilty to first-degree manslaughter for Karen's death and was sentenced to an indeterminate sentence at Attica, max 25 years. Part of the plea deal was to confess to Jack's death and lead the police to his body, which they then find on September 5th, so two days later. And after less than a month, he's transferred to Greenhaven. Right. He is serving his prison sentence, Mm -hmm. and
1: after serving only 14 years in prison— the staff and social workers concluded that he was no longer dangerous. What? So that's what the report said. I'm sure he was there and he's like you know, just followed the rules and
0: but not a danger to
1: no no longer dangerous.
0: Uh, I'm going to disagree with that, but go ahead. Yes. Well,
1: <laughs> and I feel like we saw this in the um the uh Burwood. Adam Burwood. Remember he was in Pilgrim State? Yep. Yeah. And he...
0: Yeah, and then they
1: declare him The doctor him said the doctor he could go. The doctor said he could go. And the staff was like, no, 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 no.
0: Right. But in this so case... So this case,
1: the staff and social workers are saying he's he's no longer dangerous. We should release him. But the psychiatrist diagnosed him as a schizoid psychopath and warned the prison not to release him. So I don't even know what that means. What does it mean, Mayor?
0: So schizoid, they're filled with, like, imaginations intended for self-pleasuring. So they don't have enough intuition to communicate the ability to empathize, to come into emotional contacts. And their judgments about people are inclined to extremes and, and categorical, they say. So people with a schizoid psychopathy are biased, mistrustful, suspicious. They say at work they can be uncontrollable, proceeding from own perceptions. Sympathy and love and empathy are inaccessible. Correct. Which sounds pretty accurate to me, but well, what do I know?
1: Either way, the psychiatrists were sort of ignored. They didn't want him released, but he was released anyway in April 1987. So at this point, he's he's pretty well known. Right. So, so he's going to find... So they let
0: him... I mean, did he have to, like, apply for parole or... Like, I, I don't... Just, they, all right. So they let him out. He well, it was his, the
1: indeterminate sentence, right? So I guess it was up to their the discretion. The maximum
0: was 25 years. Right. So, so
1: he only had... I mean, not he only, but he had how many left? He would have had 11 years left if he did the maximum.
0: If he did the maximum. Right. Right.
1: That would have saved a lot of people's lives, as we're going to find out. Oh, God. So he's pretty well known at this point. He can't find somewhere to live because... The area that he goes to is being notified and nobody wants him there.
0: Right. Because is he a like a registered sex offender?
1: So I didn't know. I don't think we had that where you had to register and all that stuff. I I think you had that. They notify the local authorities. Right. And then probably it got out that he was moving there. Right. Or those local authorities were like, hell no, we don't want him here. So he's being harassed. No one wants him there. No one will hire him. For a job, so he can't stay. Boo hoo. Right. Right. So he tries to go to Binghamton, Delhi, and Fleischmann's, which I'm thinking are all towns up there.
0: Yeah, well, Delhi, Binghamton, yeah, they're all. I mean, i never heard of Fleischmann's, but no. But...
1: So he ends up again with a girlfriend. What the... His parole officers are kind of feeling bad that he can't find anywhere to live, so he gets them a place in Rochester. Okay. So, once they settle in there, they get married. And now, mm. this is of number course four. four. Yeah. The parole officer did not alert the Rochester police of his, you know, new residence there. So they just kind of get him settled in there without alerting anyone that this animal is in their neighborhood. Rochester's a city, a pretty big city in upstate New York.
0: It's weird because I just consider it like upstate New York. Right. And, and But it is a pretty big city. It, yeah.
1: So after this fourth marriage, now he's he's trolling around Rochester and he starts picking up prostitutes. He also manages to secure himself a girlfriend on the side. So he's got himself a mistress. Do they know his
0: past? I don't think no. I mean, would you come forward with that? Uh, I I guess not. So in March of 1988. This animal starts killing again, less than a year after his release from prison, because he was no longer dangerous, right? So he focuses on sex workers, and we see this a ton, because sadly, most of the time, they won't be reported missing right away, right? A lot of these cases, they're not, yeah, you know.
1: Cause, and I feel like also it goes hand in hand, not all the time with sex workers, that there's also a drug problem. Potentially, Mm -hmm. there's some distance from your family who would be the first ones to kind of notice you missing.
0: So do you think that he was, I mean, calculated in this? Or was that just where he was hanging out? So that's where he decides he's going to kill. Could be. I don't think, I mean,
1: knowing that his IQ was so low, I'm pretty sure he wasn't calculating this.
0: Right. So I was thinking we could
1: stop here. This might be a little short, but I wanted to... Stop here, and then put out the second half of his crimes next week. Okay. Do you agree with that? Is sure. That okay.
0: Yeah. All right. So, just to summarize, and I'm I'm very bad at summarizing, right? So we have this guy who has now killed two people, two children. Children. He goes to jail for fourteen years. Doesn't serve the maximum. They decide. He's not a threat. Psychiatrist says, "Yeah, he is a threat." And they let him out. He gets married a fourth time.
1: Mind-blowing.
0: Has a girlfriend and is now trolling the prostitution ring basically. Um getting prostitutes. Mhm. I'm assuming having sex with them and that's very Joel Rifkiny. Right. But remember, this guy's released in 87. Yes. He starts killing again in March of 1988. He doesn't waste any time. He doesn't. And I mean, he doesn't. It's kind of weird because it's not like he goes for one type of... I
1: was going to say his victimology totally changes.
0: Like, Yeah.
1: So we're going to split this. We're going to come back next week with the second half of his horrible crimes. Yeah.
0: This guy's got to be the worst guy we've done so far. And you haven't even... We haven't even scratched the surface, you I'm have assuming. It. Correct. All right. So
1: Merry Christmas. Soon to be Happy New Year. Mm-hmm. I hope we don't get slammed with snow or anything. And I hope everyone got everything they wanted for Christmas. Although I know for a fact no one got our merch. Because I'm the one shipping out nothing. Again, go to nefariousny.com. Yep. Click on shop. Mm-hmm. Order some merch. I very hesitantly took the photos in the merch. I love them. I hate them, but, you know, you had to see it on a person.
0: All right. So we'll cut this one short because we've got a lot to cover on the next episode. Correct. With the continuation of the animal, Arthur Shawcross. Nefarious New York.
1: Stay tuned for bloopers of Allison and Meredith after the music. Like and and it has changed. Like his accounts of what was shoved up there is different. Right. A gerbil. Uh, broomstick. Know. Yeah. Some branch, you know. Well. Shaw He met and married his sister. This
0: son. girl is on fire. Sorry.
1: Even though he's getting a boner from fires. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> so just a few months later, maybe. This guy needs
0: to be euthanized. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Mm-hmm.
1: He must have a big dingling. I'm taking that out for sure.
0: Animal, Albert,
1: Arthur